0: Good morning, y'all. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good night. Sleep tight. Hope you're not letting those bed bugs bite. Welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. And my
1: name is Abby. And last week, we made a post that opened the podcast up to answering questions or thoughts that you may have and wanted a different perspective on. So the question that we are going to be answering today is always from an anonymous person for privacy. But the question says, How do y'all handle togetherness? Maybe it's because I haven't met my person, but I cannot imagine sharing a space with someone 24-7. We have taken the time to talk about our experiences and whatnot, and we have broken down our perspective of this topic into three main points that we've established over the years, which is separation, communication, and sacrifice. So we're going to talk about separation first. And I feel like I'm reading an MLA format
0: college (laughs) paper. Yes, ma'am. Because that's all I do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I would say the idea of togetherness in general is like doing a lifelong partner project in school. And you're both inconsistent with like who does what in the project. Like you never know really what you're doing until you just kind of figure something out. Yeah. But I would say in the relationship sense uh most people including ourselves lose their identity as an individual because we wrap ourselves up as one combined being with our significant other like at the beginning yeah at the very beginning because you're like oh my god this feeling of love is so great i i don't know anything else but you i can't live without it and breathing (laughs) Which is fantastic. Fine dining and breathing. It feels fantastic. We all know it. But Abby and I have come to realize that like you are two individuals coming together and like that's why we don't call each other our other halves. Mm-hmm. Like
1: In our opinion, the other half statement implies that you, an individual, are not an entirely whole being. And that there is something you lack by not being whole so this like other half statement is meant to fix the parts of you that you lack it puts a lot of pressure on the other person to be the things you aren't and in a way you're putting them on a pedestal that doesn't give them the space to be human and make mistakes and learn and grow because if they're your other half then inherently they are perfect and that is just too much pressure and
0: i mean come on now how many other halves have you had we've all been there (laughs) go deep in facebook myspace if you want we've had a bunch of other halves maybe even twitter if you're like that stop saying it it's okay (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, people put this pressure on Juan and I because of how we met. We were this perfect, cute, goals, dance couple. So we couldn't be one without the other. We were nicknamed Jabby. Mm Mm-hmm. And if one of us was missing, it became this spectacle for people to be like, "Well, where's Juan? Or where's Abby? <laughs> Where are they? They can't be without you. And we were like, chill out.
0: I'm like, I don't know, bro, I haven't talked to her all day yet.
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> oh going. Um, but like we couldn't be a regular outside or a regular couple outside of being a dance couple. We were like a performative, spectacle for people to be entertained by and for me personally it felt like although I had gotten to a point like a little later on um I knew in my heart I didn't want to dance anymore but I felt expected to because my identity was so intertwined in this dance relationship
0: yeah and then like literally up until now my entire identity was dance so finding abby through dance felt like if one of us ever stopped i wouldn't know how to navigate our relationship without it so like now that we started that way we had to continue that way so quitting dance for either of us kind of wasn't an option because i'm like oh that's what binds us together in the first place Mm -hmm. so we also realized that finding time to be apart actually helps us stay together like yeah we finally saw how damaging it was to us when we started spending more time apart we found that we had more to talk about and share when we were together because we were making time to discover things about ourselves individually and finding the joy of doing something for ourselves and being able to show up to the relationship refreshed because like when you're doing something together constantly, it's like, Oh, I can't tell you a new experience or I can't feel something new because you experienced it with me there. Like, yeah, it's kind of like, Oh, well, what else do we have to share or learn about each other? You Mm -hmm.
1: know? Yeah. Um, whether it's your, a hobby or a walk or playing some video games or spending time with your family or your friends or doing something completely by yourself, like just sitting in your room, which is what I like to do. I like to be alone. You can't, whatever it is that you want to do, you can't pour into the cup of your relationship if you have an empty cup yourself. So make time to do those things without the person that you're in a relationship with. It is your responsibility to f- fulfill the aspects of your life that your partner won't ever be able to. And that's beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and clearly, to even get all that, communication is key. Like, you may say you tell your partner everything, but like, do you really? And like, not the unnecessary like drama and gossip, but like the hard stuff. Like, when something makes you uncomfortable or you find out that one of your habits that you thought was like harmless is negatively affecting the other person. Like when you don't don't understand their tone and need that clarification, when you're both responsible for a life together and you feel your partner is not sharing the mental load. Like if you want me to be real, uh, an example is when Abby told me how much my impulsive decisions were affecting her. Like, and I, yeah, I've calmed down a lot. I used to make a lot of Mm -hmm. impulsive decisions Mm -hmm. and like being impulsive for me was kind of brushed off as like being a dream chaser. Like ah, I'm actively doing whatever I need to whenever I need to to get done what I need to because of this dance idea I have in my head as the foundation of our relationship. And
1: it was really hard to like build a foundation when one was just like jumping from one thing to the other and I like couldn't keep track of like what was next.
0: So like in those instances – we had to realize, like, it, well, in that instance when she told me about it, I had to realize, like, oh, it wasn't a me versus you type thing. Like, we have to talk about the problem. It's both of us figuring out the problem. We like, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to verbalize.
1: Yeah, you have to pr- figure out the problem together. It's not you versus the other person, like my way versus your way. It's yeah, my wa- my perspective. Being clarified from your perspective and meeting somewhere in the middle, but the way that Juan and I have established a method, if you will, and we didn't re- really even know this was a method until I actually wrote it down for this reason. but, woo, this is how <laughs> <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> um this is how we communicate. So it's like a three step process, right? So the first step is, what the other person saying what the other person is making us feel or how they are presenting themselves. And then step 2, why that hurts me in the instance that I'm communicating this. And step 3 is the desire to understand their perspective, so my desire to understand Juan's perspective and come to a mutual solution. So it's not like my feelings are hurt, you need to apologize for this. It's Juan, you're doing X, Y, and Z, or you're presenting yourself this way. This hurts me because blah, blah, blah. I want to understand why you're doing this and how we can fix this so it doesn't happen again. Right. Right? So then on Juan's end of this, it, the method is, again, still a three-step method. Um, his Side of this would go step one, recognize and apologize for how your actions may have come across, no matter how big or small, without a but this or but that. Step two, listen fully, no interruptions. Shush. (laughs) (laughs) Shut your mush. (laughs) Step three, give your perspective and desire to make change mutually for future awareness. So this looks like I just said my three-step thing, right? and then Juan's part goes I see how it could be taken this way I did not mean it in this way but I still apologize because I still made you feel how you do
0: This is how I intended it to
1: but come I up. apologize yeah. for making you feel that way not That's not what I meant. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing
0: with you. I'm not fighting with you saying that you're wrong for feeling that way. Yeah,
1: it's not like, oh, I was doing this. You shouldn't feel that way, blah, 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 blah. Then after step one, shut up. Stop talking. (laughs) And then when they're done talking about what hurt them, step three, this is my perspective. This is what was going on in my head. Let's find a way to fix this together. And move forward. And I know that's a little bit confusing because you have two perspectives going on at once. But that is a three-step perspective.
0: And, like, it, even though it's a three-step perspective now, it wasn't ever, like, clarified as that well, no, there was had, no written rule. It was like we'd be in the middle of disagreements and arguments. And it's like, hey, I need you to stop talking yeah. right now and just listen to me. Or if or, you go
1: back, like, really far... Before we were good at communicating our feelings, it started off with, like, you know, how I can just be like, hey, Juan, like, I don't like when you do this thing because it makes me feel this way. Mm-hmm. And we just talk about it. It started off being like, and it made me feel bad, like yeah. this. <laughs> <sighs> and we're like breathing heavy and it was like super dramatic. It's but, hard. But the thing is, is that communicating your feelings is just like, practicing like an instrument or like playing a video game you've never played before it takes time it takes practice you're not going to just automatically wake up and be good at communicating your feelings you literally have to practice doing that and it's so awkward and it makes everybody uncomfortable and it's like speaking for the first time it's horrible but when you get through it enough You can communicate this way.
0: Yeah. Like, and do we get this method right every single time? Nah. No. It is so hard. We are people. We have egos. We want to say the mean and hurtful things and get defensive. But deep down, we know what we're saying is wrong and that the ego is meant to defend us and not take responsibility. So, like... There are times where constantly like, bro, I want to freak out right now. I know, so internally bad. I'm like, like, oh my god, I could you. <laughs> I
1: want to yeah. punch you in the face.
0: But you're like, I can't, and it's out of the deepest love for you. Like, mm-hmm. That's what togetherness is. Mm-hmm. Sucking it up and being like, I love you despite the fact that I'm ready to just Fight. take you out.
1: Yeah, so you have to look past the ego and look into your soul and realize how we are actually being perceived. It's going to hurt. Our feelings, of course. Like when you look at it and you're like, dang, I probably am being perceived that way. That's not what I meant. That's not what I want. But we can't grow and truly heal both our partner and ourself if our ego always does the talking. And that
0: brings us to
1: sacrifice. Sacrifice.
0: And not in the sense of like giving up things you enjoy and love, but being more conscious of like, what is for the betterment of you together? Sometimes we do things selfishly that are not well thought out or unnecessary and create more roadblocks, then create a clearer path. We have a specific story that we are actually willing to tell you. And it's a bit personal, but we won't get too deep. So
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, I think we talked about our moving fiascos before.
1: We briefly mentioned it, yes.
0: But uh, when we were in college, I made the decision to drop out because I thought I was going to move to New York. And I was willing to, I was like, hey, you can keep going to school, but I'm going to go up there. I can visit you and like, or you can come up to me soon once you're done.
1: But like, mind
0: you, we were engaged. We were engaged at this point, already living together.
1: But also like from another perspective, we were really young.
0: Yep. And I had no idea what I was doing. And I was just working off of a hope and. An impulse. An impulse.
1: Mm -hmm. Like we talked about earlier. Yep. And anytime that I would try to talk to Juan about like him moving, like literally he just woke up one day and was like, I'm moving. I was like, oh, okay. Um, Every time I tried to. Really get into, like, the thorough nitty-gritty details of this and, like, make a plan so that, like, I could meet up with him when I was done school or go to school there or something. He just had no plan. And he would avoid the topic because he didn't have a plan because he was just depending on his impulsiveness to take him where he wanted to go. Because
0: I could always just make stuff happen.
1: Yeah. And you still can. I
0: have that magic power to just make stuff work.
1: Yeah. But the only answer that he would give me was that this will work out in the long run or that this will be better in the long run. Yeah, I was like, oh,
0: I'm looking so far in the future that everything I'm doing now is worth it. Like, we just got to deal with it.
1: Yeah, and so we ended up having to move back home with our parents and it honestly just got, like, really messy from that point because the New York thing didn't work out and Juan didn't go. Nope. So I started figuring out college online at the school that I'm at now, thankfully, I didn't go to any more colleges. Um the rest of the year just got really messy at that point. And we because we had left school, we were trying to scramble to make sense of what the next part of our life was gonna be. And within that, we both had lost people that we love. And we were deciding, okay, we're going to get married since we're not doing anything else. This will fix our problems. And Juan got a job opportunity again to move to Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So the goal was to get married and then move to Florida right away.
1: Yep. So then we went down um, to this like pre-move to Florida dance video thing and we took one of our friends with us and While we were doing this dance video thing there, Juan was going to get interviewed with this other dance couple that we were going to be roommates with to work at the studio or whatever. So we go to this interview and I'm just there to like spectate and they literally just care about this other dance couple and – What Juan was originally offered was not what was being talked about when we showed up to this meeting. Like, we were moving states for Juan to teach, like, one class, which makes no sense. Yeah. So, after that, Juan kind of finally was like, okay.
0: I was on a boat in New York. (laughs) I was on a ferry contemplating my life at whatever time Mm. it was super dark and I was like hmm there's a lot of red flags yeah Uh, I think I need to stop what I'm doing
1: yep and then we got married we got pregnant and then before we kind of knew we were pregnant we moved in with a roommate yep so I moved out I lived with that roommate for like a week and then I moved out and moved back home with my parents So Juan lived with the roommate. We're married. I live at home with my parents.
0: And you're pregnant. And I saw you on the weekends. Yeah, like we were just dating again.
1: Yeah, and this was us trying to make sense of.
0: Do you think that's what togetherness is? No. That's the. That's how we started.
1: Yeah. And ever since we got pregnant with our daughter, we have just been building since then. This decision was the catalyst for how we communicate and express issues with one another like we mentioned earlier in our little three-step method thing on both sides. But this example also I want to mention is only showing how it negatively affected us, but Juan and I have taken the time to talk about this scenario and like really like dive into like the nuances of everything that happened.
0: And he has shown great remorse for, for his sins and paid for them in blood. <laughs> oh,
1: my <God. laughs> oh, My God. Um I mean no but really like <laughs> you did pay in blood a little bit. Wow. Well. Um Juan has done so much <laughs> since then to make up for that and make getting through School for me easier. We have both learned from that scenario and that all of those circumstances and grown to make sure that that literally never happens again.
0: And that just goes to show you how heavy one decision can be. Like, yeah, you've been going to college for eight years because of me,
1: not entirely, because not of you. like,
0: but I'm saying, like. Me trying to follow my dream and you trying to stay together with me, mm-hmm. like, because we were building that relationship together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it, that circumstance would be different for everybody. Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. I saw the future. I saw the potential in Juan and not just as, like, a husband and a dad. Like, I saw the potential in Juan as an individual and I wanted him to be that, but I knew that I could help him get there if he would just chill out <laughs> <laughs> and you did you did chill out i have chilled out but obviously this chilled out. T- <laughs> obviously obviously this topic is really heavy but we have a lot of years together and we've equally gone through lots of hardships together like that was just one year
0: yeah <laughs> 2 years ago actually yeah well 3
1: 3 now but We've gone through a lot of hardships together to be able to get to this point where we can openly sit here and share the wrongs that we've done with one another. Although it
0: just just, seems like like I've done all the wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Juan brings the chaos. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I am the chaos. I know it seems like it was all me and like we joke about it like, oh, but not like she's like actually saying it's my fault. But like. The reality is, is that I had to handle all of the consequences of the choices that I made. And although I meant well, since we didn't make those choices together, it ended up making us suffer together, regardless of what either of us wanted. Facts. So to bring it all back around to the question at hand... uh, Togetherness is so much more than spending every second together. It's about establishing a foundation and one that works for you and your partner.
1: Yeah. Your living space with your partner will depend on your communication skills and your willingness to be vulnerable and open to growth. It takes a lot of unlearning habits in order to make room for new positive habits that benefit the space you share together. Make time for yourself so you have a full cup to pour into your relationships cup because it is never 50-50. It is always 100-100 yes, for each person. ma'am. Mm-hmm. But as always, this is just our experience and our perspective. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't.
0: And if you haven't heard it yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace, love. And applesauce. Bye. bye.